0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Southern Gospel Forward. We're really excited to be back for uh, episode three. We've got a really fun guest waiting in the wings, Um, and we can't wait for you guys to see who it is. So I'm Avery again.
1: I'm Riley. And I'm Scott. And I tell you, I am so glad to be back, and I'm glad to be taking a little bit of a back seat tonight. I'm going to... Gonna get Papa out of the way and let the youngins kind of step in there. But thank y'all so much for joining us.
0: Yes, thank you for being here. Um, So Scott, do you want to go ahead and do our promos and get those out of
1: the way? Yes, ma'am. Thank you, you, Miss Avery. You're welcome. Yeah, right quick. I need to do a little bit of commercial. Y'all, thank y'all so much. You have supported us so well. We know we got folks praying for us. We got folks sharing our uh, broadcast and we thank you so much we've got likes on our spm studios page and subscribers on the youtube channel y'all please keep that going we thank you so much we love y'all for doing that Uh, you can also help us out Uh, we do have a little bit of uh pennies here there on the overhead so we've got a couple of sponsors i want to share with you real quick and i'm having to run bored tonight so y'all bear with me as i look down but y'all know our first sponsor we have the bend soap company. If you go to bensoap.com, you can use coupon code SBM Studios, you get a discount. And uh, we get a little love back too. But Bensoap is a fantastic Christian company, a family-owned company. Oh, they make uh, natural products out of goat milk, got soap, lotions, lip balm, about everything you can think of. So we would appreciate it if you would go check them out at bensoap.com and use that coupon code SBM Studios. Also, if you like to have a good night's sleep, you could venture right on over to mypillow.com and use coupon code SBM Studios. Again, you get a really nice discount off of your shopping, and uh they'll give us a little love too for sharing you with them. But uh, as I told you before, I've got my family on my pillow, it's the best sleep you'll ever have. They got sheets, blankets, pajamas, slippers, dog beds, mattresses. They might even have some hair tonic and snuff stuck in the back, but they've got a lot of good products on there, and we would love for you to go to uh, mypillow.com and use the coupon code SBM Studios. One more that I really like to promote. We had a great interview on the Southern Gospel Spin the other night with uh, Karen Peck Gooch of Karen Peck and New River. Her son, Matthew daughter-in-law, Presley, have solid ground coffee. If you'll go to solidgroundcoffee.com and use the coupon code SBM Studios, you'll get a discount. And we just want to help them out because we're trying to help our young folks in Southern Gospel. And that is all the commercial I got.
0: Yeah, thank you, Scott. And so uh, since he's running the board tonight, I'm going to kind of guide our conversation, I guess, a little bit. So we're going to, without further further ado, we're going to bring on our guests. Help us make welcome Mr. Luke Vaught from The Inspirations.
2: Hello, friends. (laughs)
0: Hello. It's so good to have you with us. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your time at home to be with us for an hour or so.
2: Well, it's an honor to be on here. I watched the last interview you did, and I watched part of the first one. I haven't got to see all of that one. And uh, I like what you're doing here, and I appreciate you guys. And, of course, old Riley up there, I thank the world of him. And uh, Scott, now the last time Scott did an interview with the Inspirations people, I was in the hotel room with the other boys. I tried my best to disrupt it. So I'm thankful they're not here. Luke? Yes, sir. I
1: I have seen some video from some of those disruptions. (laughs) Yes. I'm
2: sorry. (laughs) Don't embarrass me on here. I (laughs) won't.
0: (laughs) So, Luke, we're just going to go ahead and uh, start asking you questions. So, how did you fall in love with Southern gospel music?
2: Well, when I was real little, the first music I remember ever seeing was my dad. He played the bass with a local gospel quartet, and they were all people he went to college with. They were called the Good News Edition. Daddy was the bass player, and they used to sing in little churches around there and they opened up for a few groups at different times. And, uh, that was my first exposure to that. And I thought, I, I didn't know that they weren't superstars, you know, to me they were. <laughs> and, you know, I grew up, my parents had cassette tapes in the car all the time. And these were homemade copied cassette tapes that came off of records or something. Mm-hmm. One of them was the cathedrals. One of them was the Let's see, the old Gold City with uh, The Battle's Not Mine, said Little David, some of them songs like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And the one was a local group called the Temple Trio. That was probably my favorite one. But that was the music I heard growing up, and I just always loved it. Yeah.
0: So um, how did you get into the inspirations? How did you become an inspiration?
2: Well, it was purely a God thing because I never – wanted to do this, never had any dream of doing this, what I'm doing now. But I was, like I said, I was a fan of the music and I got real interested in the music and listening to it and learning about it and was exposed to a lot of the music. And I had noticed that the music was not the same anymore as it used to be. The records and stuff that I grew up listening to, it just wasn't the same what I was hearing from newer groups. And so I didn't have much interest in going to hear a group. But I heard about a concert that was happening in Cave City, Kentucky, which is just up the road from where I live here. And the Sneed family, which is a local group from here in Glasgow, they were having their homecoming singing. And the two groups that were going to be on the program was Naomi and the Seagulls and the Inspirations. And, of course, I love Naomi Seago, and I was so excited to go hear her, a legend, coming to our county. I was so excited about that, and so I was going to go. And I figured, well, the inspirations, they, they've they you know changed members through the years. They're probably just going to walk out there and be real modern, and it's not going to be something I enjoy. But I went anyways, and Naomi sang, and it was just incredible, and I loved it. And then the inspirations walked out there and Martin threw his hands in the air and went over to the piano and kicked off Jesus' mind and they ran out there and it was just the best thing I've ever heard. I fell in love with it. And uh, they sang the song, I Have Not Forgotten. It was brand new at the time. And I just saw how people were uh, rejoicing and some of them crying and just saw the effect that had on people and the effect it had on me. I love that. I'll never forget that. But anyways, during the intermission of that concert, I went and went by the record tables and I uh, shook Martin's hand and thanked him for how he had kept that style. And and, uh, keep in mind, I was 17 at the time, by the way. But I got to meet him. And then when I saw Jeff Sneed in the lobby there, he remembered me because he had played music at my church before. And he said, you're that kid that plays piano at High School Christian Church, aren't you? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, I don't ever do this, but would you like to go up on stage and play a song on the piano to start the second half of the program back? And I was just scared to death. But I said, I, I guess so, yeah. Hmm. So I went up there and I played a song on the piano. Just It was an old statesman quartet song because it was probably the last thing I had learned. But... I'll never forget. I was up there playing and I heard Naomi standing, Naomi Segal standing on the steps and she was singing along with what I was playing. And I just was so nervous, but I was so excited. And then Martin Cook was standing there watching me. And he, uh, you know, he kind of noticed me after that and he wanted to help me. And he asked for my phone number and gave me some advice and that sort of thing. And I went home just on top of the world. I thought I had done the coolest thing ever. But I never really thought I would ever do this still. I wasn't like thinking that I was going to go with the group or something. I just thought, man, I got to do something really cool. But about a oh a few weeks later, Jeff Sneed called me and said, hey, Martin Cook lost your number. He wants to call you. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, you can give him my number. And he gave it. And then a few weeks after that, Martin called me and he said, we're going to be singing in your area next month. And we want you to bring your guitar over there and get acquainted. And so I said, you mean you want me to come play with you or just sit there? Yeah, just bring your guitar over there and and, uh, we'll get acquainted. And so I said, well, I don't even own a suit. He said, that don't matter. Just wear something you'd wear to church. Just bring your guitar. And so I hung up and I was so, I, I didn't know what was happening, but now I know that was God moving things around and working that out. Mm-hmm. And so I went over there and just walked out and played with them. And he let me play some on the piano and he showed me how he wanted it done and that sort of thing. But he eventually asked me, he, he wrote all the dates they were going to be doing in Kentucky as well as stuff like the quartet convention and singing in the Smokies and, he said, "Now your school comes first, but we want you to come to all these when you can." And so I started coming, and I just never have left. So that's how I got into it. I know that's a long story, but
0: no, it's uh, wonderful. I think yes. that's amazing. Yeah, the Lord had a plan this whole time for oh, you. Oh yeah, you
2: you can't you can't come up with something like that. It just has mm-hmm. to happen like that.
0: Yep. So um. Guess now we will move on to some questions that Riley and I and Scott sometimes ask pretty much everybody. So one thing that I like to ask and um, I've gotten some surprising answers from like Trevor and Ethan, what would you do if you didn't sing and play gospel music?
2: (laughs) Well, I, I just told you I was 17 when I met those guys and, and started doing this. So I've not really thought much about it. I didn't, I was fixing to start college when I did that, and I took college classes. Uh, I learned how to do some recording, use Pro Tools and do recording studio work in college, but I didn't really know what direction I was going to go. And uh, on the side, sometimes I've worked for my uncle and worked on cars and that sort of thing, so I'd probably have to be doing something like that, working on cars or tractors or, or doing recording and that sort of thing.
0: Bradley,
4: you got anything? Um, The Inspirations have had some of the best singers, you know, in all the gospel music over time. So it's probably hard, but if you were to put together a lineup with just any one part, who would you pick out of all Inspirations history? Who would you put together?
2: Well, I just, I would have to go with the group we got right now.
1: <laughs>
2: you know, I know that's a, politicians answer there but i'm <laughs> i'm so proud of all the guys and how they've worked on it but now if you're wanting to know history probably my mm-hmm. favorite singer they had back in the day was ronnie hutchins Absolutely the is. original lead singer yes. he was my favorite i just love the things he would do he would hit these endings and do these little moves and stuff now archie calls that yodeling <laughs> he tells us not to do that but we uh we kind of do it anyways every once in a while and that's in honor of ronnie but uh, probably have to. it would have to involve Ronnie. I don't know how, but Ronnie and Jack and, of course, Archie was on all that. Mm-hmm. And there's things I like about all the bass singers, so that would be hard to pick that. I really like when Troy sung bass. That's,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, you usually don't hear about that, but mm-hmm. I guess that first, the lineup that made the first records, I love that. And I also like Archie, Ronnie, Eddie, and Mike the we shall rise group but now riley you know when you start asking me that (laughs) there's no telling what i'll say (laughs) yeah what would you pick riley
4: um i'd probably say the current lineup is i mean y'all are obviously my favorite so well (laughs) thank you i mean yeah that was pro and then like a second maybe would be um the we shall rise lineup Mm -hmm. and then i like matt and melton and then oh yeah I mean, y'all just yeah. got so many good ones. It's hard. I've to-
2: got favorites from every different period, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, thinking about that, and, and now I am right. The first group that Martin put together, the school kids, was um, Archie, Jack,
2: Ronnie, and Troy, right? That's the group that made the first record. The first record. And that That's was about 66. There was yep. some other people before that, but yeah, for the most part, we say original was that group.
1: Right. So – and I grew up in the, goodness gracious, 70s, um, mid-70s. Uh, my grandfather was a huge Southern Gospel fan and listening to the records of the Inspirations. That's that's the first group that I remember. But going back and seeing the videos from the young guys in that day and the energy. I know there's a live recording, a live video out you can go find just on about anywhere on YouTube, whatever. And it's just see the energy. And then fast forward to um, the 2020 year when, you know, we were in the middle of the pandemic, which is kind of what catapulted you guys to, to get going on the road with the current group. But I remember um, going to what they called that year the fall festival uh, because mm-hmm. of some restrictions. They had to kind of hem back the NQC crowd a little bit. So we had fall festival. We reduced numbers. But I was sitting there and I remember the night that you guys – came on stage and you started hitting the songs the hits one after the other one after the other and and the crowd was electric and it seemed like I know there was some momentum already building but it seemed like that was the absolute launching point you know for for where you are today does that moment stand out to you that night on the NQC stage at the fall festival was that was that as big a moment as it seemed for us sitting out in the crowd
2: yeah, it was a it was a pretty big deal because we didn't know what to expect. We didn't we really didn't even know if we were going to be doing that until just a little while before, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I didn't sleep any the night before. We we spent the night at Roland's house to get together and kind of talk about what we were going to do and practice and and we all kind of talked about what songs we were going to do. We didn't know that we were picking out songs that would be an album either. You right. know that was. Mm-hmm. That turned out to be an album after they recorded it. But we just wanted to do some of the ones we thought we could sing the best and uh, songs that touched us, you know, ones that people might not have heard in a while and bring some of those back. And so that's how that came about. But now there was a couple other concerts before that Mm -hmm. that were real significant in our minds. Uh, The second time we all sang together was at Hominy Valley, the Primitive Singing. And of course, they had it full wide open right there when they were, you know, people telling them not to, but they did it and it was a big event. And that was uh, a lot of our fans, our inspirations people were at that and they got to see us for the first time there. And that really was a big thing for us. And then a singing we did for Dwayne Guerin during that time, the Lebanon get together mm-hmm. singing. Dwayne was one of the few big singings that didn't cancel around that time. And he, he just said, do your best boys and sent us out there. And, and he has been our friend and promoted us and helped us ever since. But uh, a lady filmed that on, she went Facebook live. Her name's Lisa Nelson. She Mm -hmm. filmed that Facebook live. And I can't tell you how many people have seen that they watched that. And that was a lot of people's introduction to us, even more than the, Quartet Convention one. But those three are three of the ones that really stand out to me.
0: You guys asking about what favorite lineup it is. I think I've told Luke this a little bit before. I knew a few songs from the Inspirations. Um, I actually have kind of a funny story about that. I had heard When I Wake Up to Sleep No More by a local bluegrass band here, and they write a lot of their other stuff. And I grew up listening to gospel music but not putting together who is who and who sings what songs and this kind of thing. So hearing them and growing up on them, I thought for the longest time they wrote Wake Up, to Sleep No More. Mm-hmm. And so we went <laughs> to hear the inspirations. I think it was like in 2018, 2019. I hit mom. I said, they're doing, they're doing Eagle's Wings song. They wrote oh yeah.
2: And she now you know mom, that you know when I wake up to Sweet No more came from down there in Alabama.
0: Yeah, I know it came Marianne from Eastern yeah,
2: Language from Clanton. Yeah.
0: Um she goes, No, they've been doing this a lot longer than Eagles Wings. Eagles Wings got it from them. And yeah. um, so it kind of sparked my interest. But I saw you guys in Clanton with uh Kenneth Moat. Isn't that who the promoter is down there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we thought we thought we were at the wrong singing because we were unaware of the lineup change. And I'd say from that moment forward, I was I, I mean, I was hooked on, so I think that's really cool. I think a lot of people have joined on since 2020, and it's really amazing to see how -hmm. far it's grown.
2: We've made a lot of friends, and and I appreciate that. I appreciate the nice things people said about us and the support they've given, and they've really helped us.
0: Yeah. So um, another group or another question I've asked the other guys is, so along with the past members, what group would you sing with in the past
2: that's retired and no longer on the road if you had to oh no well i like a lot of groups and this is you know i'm inspirations through and through i all the time when archie is around i'll ask him stuff like do you think i would have been cool enough to hang out with you guys if i went to high school with (laughs) y'all like with you and ronnie and jack and So I just wonder what it would have been like to have been around, like been in school with them and Martin be your teacher and then go after class and like hang out and sing. Because I would do that. I would totally do that. In fact, I started a group when I was in high school and we actually still get together and sing some. Mm -hmm. So I did the same thing. Uh, But yeah, I would probably have to say what it would, and I just wonder what it would be like to have been a part of that.
0: Yeah, for sure. That would have been
2: cool. And the other groups, the other old groups that I like, I don't think that, I think if I was in them, I'd mess them up. So, (laughs) you know, I love the Statesman and and, uh, the old Prophets Quartet and the Oak Ridge when Smitty Gatlin was there. I, You know, I like a lot of stuff like that, but I don't think that I could add anything to it.
3: (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, So you... We talked about how much and how big it's gotten. Um, You—you've always impressed me as the kind of man that really values privacy. So, what do you do to unplug from your public life? How do you—how do you get—you know?
2: Well, I—I uh, I just go back home to Kentucky. You know. <laughs> Stay home. I, <clears throat> no, I just uh, one thing I've learned when you're in gospel music and in front of a lot of people you treat people kind and you, you know, you respect your fans and are nice to them, but you can't let them get too close to you. You know, you can't have every one of your fans involved in your personal life and knowing everything mm-hmm. you do and where you're fixing to go eat lunch or where, you know, and, uh, it's not that you are being rude to them and you don't want them to care about you, but it's just not a good thing for, every one of them to know every single thing. But, uh, I just am committed to going to my church and uh, I do different things during the week. Uh, there for a long time, I worked three days a week for my uncle at an antique car restoration business. I did that three days a week when I wasn't on the road singing or, or on the days that we weren't singing, but we're so busy now. I, I can't do anything like that, but, uh, yeah, you got to have privacy and you got to you really need to be involved in a, in your local church as much as you can, too.
0: For sure. I know Riley is song leader there. Scott, you lead ministry at your church. I teach Sunday school, so I, I yeah. play
2: the piano at my church most of the time.
3: Yeah,
0: there it's was so an older lady
2: yeah. that played for years and she's not been able to play much lately. And so I do it. And uh, and the inspirations usually don't sing on Sundays. We tell people mm-hmm. we don't sing on Sundays we do about five or six a year in fact we've got several here lately but for the most part I drive home all night Saturday night and get home on a few hours sleep and go to church Sunday
3: yeah
0: so um Riley I know we had some questions in the group that you have compiled and I will help you out because there was quite a few if you want to split them up you can ask a few and when you get tired I'll carry on
4: all right, so. Come on, Riley. So you play a lot of instruments. Like, I don't know, is there any instruments you can't play? That's a good qu- question. I,
2: I tell people if they've got something they want to see me play, bring it to me and, and I'll try it. But <laughs> I, I don't play everything, but I play most of the stringed instruments. Mm-hmm. My first instrument was the fiddle. My dad, when I was five years old, he got me to take violin lessons and I learned how you're supposed to hold it and how to read music and and uh, just how to learn it proper, you know. And then I got in with a fiddle teacher showing me how to play fiddle tunes and that sort of thing. Once I learned how to play it and my dad played guitar and, of course, he played bass in that little local group and he could chord on the piano. So I've always had the access to that at home. So I just kind of picked that up. The mandolin is tuned like a violin. So I learned how to play it because it's similar. Daddy showed me the chords on the guitar and how to play rhythm on the piano. And bass, that just kind of fell into place. And then my uncle, he's a preacher. He plays banjo and dobro. So I had access to some of his beginner instruments, stuff that he learned on. He would let me take them home with me. And I learned how to play that. Dobro led to the pedal steel guitar. And, of course, that's what I did most of the years I travel with Martin and the older group, I played steel guitar with them, but, uh, and in high school band, I played the trombone so I can do some of the horns. I, Mm -hmm. I know a little on the trumpet, but I wouldn't do that on stage or nothing, but, Mm -hmm. uh, harmonica, I can do that, but, and there's other things, but most the stringed instruments are what I have the most opportunities to play. And that's what I feature.
4: What would you say would be your favorite of all the instruments you play? Oh, I
2: never, I never answer that one. Cause I'm afraid <laughs> if I say, well, this fiddle is my favorite, then I'll stop playing the piano. Or if <sighs> I said the piano is my favorite, I'll neglect the steel guitar, but it changes from week to week, you know? Uh, and if I get a new instrument, that's my favorite.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: somebody actually gave me a piano that, came from the inspirations practice room at their office Mm -hmm. and i've got that it's in the next room here and so i'm playing more piano at home than i've ever played usually i get enough piano playing on the road but now i've been playing that piano every time i walk past it it just looks lonely so i've got (laughs) to wake it up you know and then uh oh last year i got a a new steel guitar And so I set it up and and that was my favorite there for a while. So I can't really say one is my favorite. I just love all of it. And I love music and and God gave me a mind to understand music. And then I have to work on it, make it better. But uh, he's given me the mind to understand it. And I like to use it in a lot of different ways.
4: Well, we had several instrument related questions. (laughs) So... um, Nathan Curtis asks, how did you choose the Nord Grand keyboard when choosing what keyboard to buy?
2: All right. Uh, Let me tell a little story on that, because that's a real God thing, that Nord keyboard. And for you watching, that's the keyboard that I play that's red. Mm -hmm. If you ever see me use that red keyboard, that's what we're talking about here. We were singing with the Primitive Quartet. uh, It's been just over a year ago at the Fontana Dam Village in robbinsville north carolina it's an event jeff tolbert puts on it's a real good time and up until that point i was using the last keyboard martin had and it was an old yamaha and it was wore out i can tell you more stories on some of those but it was wore out it still kind of worked but we were in the middle of that song you were talking about avery when i wake up to sleep no more Mm -hmm. and all of us were on stage i think no, Archie wasn't there. It was it was us and then all the primitives. And we're all together standing up there singing When I Wake Up to Speak No More. And right in the middle of the song, that keyboard shut off. Oh. Just wow. power just went out. And it, would, it kept doing that. It had been doing that. And I was kind of nervous about it doing that every time. And Mike Riddle stopped the program. And he said, I want my wife to write a check for such and such amount. And then we're going to pass a hat around this crowd here. There was several hundred people there. We're going to pass a hat around and take up a collection to get Luke a new keyboard. He needs one. He needs to be able to play and not worry about it shutting off in the middle of a song. And so they raised money for me. And they presented that to me, and I just couldn't believe it. And I was just like, man, what am I going to get with it? And he said he told me to get the best thing money can buy. And so I started researching and I would talk to other artists and uh, some of the men that run sound at a lot of the big events. I've seen them use those Nord pianos and they all said that's the best sound you can get, the best sound. And then as far as the model, I've got a Nord Grand, it's called. That has the action out of a kawaii keyboard. And so it's got actual hammers in it. So when you're pushing the keys, you're not pushing weights like a normal keyboard, mm-hmm. you're actually pushing little weighted hammers that have the same kind of action feel that a real piano does. And and they're responsive to how hard you touch them. If you just barely lightly touch them, those hammers strike it not as hard and it's not as loud, so it's really close to a real piano. I'll tell you how close. When you let off of the sustain pedal, the the pedal that goes with the keyboard, when you let off of it, you can hear the ringing of the strings like a real piano would have and that's how close they've captured the sound of course most people are not sitting in the audience listen for that but it's they said get the best thing money can buy and that's mm-hmm. what I got and I'll tell you this is how God works the price of that keyboard was in was within just like 45 or fifty dollars of what they raised wow wow and so it was just cool. I, I selected that one and and I'm pleased with it and I've just about wore it out too, but but uh, we're hard on them. You know, we we mm-hmm. play a lot and travel a lot. And I don't use it at every program because I like to use, like it a church, people like to mm-hmm. see their piano being used. And, uh, you know, this, this group is talking about young people a lot. You know, there might be a young person that's learning to play on that very piano or, uh, you know, a young person sitting in church and they've never heard their piano sound like that. And so I try to use what's there most of the time, and I, I just like that feel. But when I have, when I have to use a keyboard, I'm proud to use that one and proud of the story behind it. So that's how I selected the Nord Grand, and it's been very good.
0: That's beautiful. I love that story. Mm-hmm. Well, um, another one. This one's kind of fun, not instrument related. We can go back to the instruments, Riley, if you want. After this one, don't
2: embarrass me now.
0: I'm not, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite restaurant? And then what's oh. your favorite dessert?
2: Wow. Well, mm-hmm. I I eat quite a bit. <laughs> I, I know my favorite dessert. Uh, somebody made us a dessert one time. It's called a chocolate eclair cake. Mm-hmm. It's like in a pan and it's got like pudding and graham crackers and like a layer of chocolate stuff on the top of it. I think that's what they call it, a chocolate eclair cake yeah, or something like that. Sounds
0: right, yeah.
2: Matt Dobbler's wife makes those a lot, and I always liked that when he was with us. I'd get one of them every once in a while, but uh, I really like that. But now I'll try some. I'll try anything, you know. But as far as a favorite restaurant, I don't have one particular one. But I do like when we're traveling in a certain area, I like to try food that's unique to that area. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm the same
2: way. When we go out to branch Missouri, I like to find an excuse to stop at that Lamberts where they throw the rolls at you. we We did that the other day on the way back from Silver Dollar City, or if we're down there in North Alabama, we've got people that fixes us that barbecue with the white sauce, white on.
3: sauce. yes, you know fantastic uh,
2: last week we sang in West Virginia, and every time we sing in West Virginia and they fix us a meal, they fix. This stuff called, uh, they just call it baked steak. And it's like ground up steak patties with gravy all over it. And
0: the I don't know. Steak it. kind it's of thing. not
2: particularly my favorite thing in the world. I like it, but it's, it's unique to that area. Exactly. So I don't guess I have a favorite overall. There's a restaurant down the road from here called The Lighthouse. And it's a good country restaurant. And I took Archie and the Inspirations there one time. And they said that was the best country meal they'd ever had. So,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I, and I'm blessed that it's close to me, but I never go over there very much. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that's my answer on that. I know I'm not good with answering what's my favorite because I like a lot of different things. Mm-hmm.
0: You're doing great. I think it's
2: God. Been- am I messing this up? <laughs> I think you nailing it, brother. <laughs>
4: All right. We had se- We had this. I think you saw the question, but we had a guy ask several questions and you kind of answered your favorite inspiration singer um kind. but somebody asked what is your favorite inspirations album and what is your favorite inspiration song which is going along with favorites but you can Mm
2: -hmm. he he did that just to be hard on me (laughs) because he knew that if i didn't say archie archie might be watching you know that Mm -hmm. sort of thing never know Uh, i know who asked that question he's a friend Mm -hmm. of mine but uh I've got several, I've got about three or four favorite albums. I love He's Our Guide as far mm-hmm. as the original lineup. I think that's their best singing they did. I love that album. And then a little bit later than that, I love the album We Shall Rise. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, here's something for the young people on here. That album, if you take it, a stereo copy of that album, and I've got a copy of it copied to CD, you can take that album and turn the speakers, pan the speakers to the right, or to the left and the way they mix that album for whatever reason you hear Archie and Ronnie in one mm-hmm. channel and you hear Eddie and Mike in the other mm-hmm. and so all these years I've traveled I've had to drive a lot of miles to meet up with the inspirations through the years because I live up here but a lot of nights I would turn that to where I could just hear Archie and Ronnie and then I would practice singing the baritone part and I wouldn't try to sound like Eddie or I wouldn't try to sound like Jack. I would just try to sing like me, but learn how to phrase with Archie and Ronnie on that record. And I just feel like I sang. On, I just feel like I sang on that album sometimes because I know it forwards and backwards where I've driven up down the road late at night singing along with it. And that prepared me whenever I had to first sing with the group. So that's something I like to tell young people that are learn, trying to learn harmony, singing, to sing the style we sing because it's, it's not as easy as it sounded. It, it can be pretty complicated, but anyways, that's one of my favorite albums. I love the songs on it. And those are songs that they didn't sing a lot. Once they started getting stuff like tour in the city, or wake up to sleep no more. Some of that stuff from before then, they didn't sing very much anymore. And then I love the album. Uh, of course, the Warner Robins live albums. Mm-hmm. I love them. Uh, I was showing Riley that thing I have here that's uh that's an original concert oh, wow. from, mm-hmm. from that night they recorded those wow but, uh, <clears throat> those albums are kind of a, uh they tell a lot about our style on stage and how we the mc work and the songs how we do them but anyways uh that's one of my favorites and then uh from the 90s way up in the 90s i love the album H- he he brought me out i really mm-hmm. like that one mm-hmm. yes and then I like that green album we just did. The I have God to thank for everything. Mm-hmm. I really like that, even if I'm on it. Oh, I'm I think the worst thing on there, but you I don't. Think... I don't have any <laughs> no. solos, so. But I I do like that album. I'm proud of how that one sounds. Yeah. That one, yeah. That picture there. That's where the, the original group took their first album picture. That's uh, in the visitor center, at the, uh, Great Smoky Mountains National Park in Cherokee. And Archie showed us that that wall, that little rail fence there, and that's where they took their first picture. So yeah. we and tried if, to recreate it.
0: If you get, if you can't go see the Inspirations anytime soon to pick that up off their table, you can also visit their website mm-hmm. and buy it there. Scott, I think you've got that link too.
1: I do. You're testing me. Yeah,
0: TheInspirationsPortet.com. <laughs> you can buy pretty much all of you guys, all of your discography except for the vinyl, right? Everything that's on a CD, I think yeah. you can buy there. Yeah, and if you want to know when are they coming close to me, their tour is up there at the top of the page, and that's the easiest way to find mm-hmm. them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm just gonna yeah. do that little plug. We've got a
2: good Facebook page too. Yeah. Isaac runs our Facebook page, and and he likes to put interesting things on there once in a while. But
0: Monticello <laughs> went up yesterday. That was yeah, cool.
2: that's we got to see that the other day on one of our travels. And uh, if you look real close in that picture, look at what I'm holding. I'm holding a two dollar yeah. bill just because we were where it? that picture was taken
0: you have one just sitting around
2: well yeah a, a fan of ours gave each of us a two dollar bill just at a singing one time she said everybody needs a two dollar bill <laughs> and so i keep it in my
4: wallet there nice <laughs> so, well y- keep
0: well, going rally you're good roll along
4: well y'all have two new, new projects coming one's a little bit further out but um, You want to talk a bit about the reunion live from last year coming yeah. up this year and then um, maybe a little bit. I don't know how much you can tell about the new project coming in the new year, but maybe talk a little yeah. bit about that, too.
2: Well, that reunion. <clears throat> obviously, that's not all of the inspirations it's ever been mm-hmm. through the years, but Archie Archie picked out everybody that was there. And that's everyone that is still living that was in the group for over five years and that was that was just because we only had you know a certain amount of time to sing on there and and a certain amount of songs we could do but uh they kind of left me up to the task of arranging how we were going to do that and that's another one of them times I didn't sleep for like a week and I know I didn't sleep the night before I was so nervous on that cuz you have to know we don't travel with all those guys we're close with all of them and we Mm -hmm. see them pretty often, but it's just counting on everybody to be ready to sing and do this Mm -hmm. and that. But the Lord worked all that out. And it just, uh, that was probably one of the most fun things I've ever been a Mm -hmm. part of. And the way we did it, and you'll see when you get a copy of that album, uh, and a lot of you might've been there, but Mm -hmm. the way we did it, the current group, we walked out there and we sang two songs. And one of them was, What a Wonderful Time, Reunion in Heaven. And I thought that was kind of a fitting song to go along with that. And then after that, we brought out each one of the members in order of when they joined the group and featured them by themselves singing with the current group. Mm -hmm. And see, we're versatile enough that like, for instance, the first one we brought out, we actually brought Archie and Troy out because they're the two living members of the mm-hmm. first version of the group there. So we brought them out together, and and uh, I sat out and let uh, Isaac sing my part. That way Archie could sing tenor, and then the mm-hmm. other guys would be up there singing and I just played. And then Wyatt kind of helped Troy sing bass because he don't like to sing bass anymore.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: we included them on that, and then they went and sat down, and then I introduced Eddie Dietz, brought him into the story and had him sing a song with the current group. Then he sat down. Then we brought Marlon Schubert. And then he sat down. Then we brought Mike Holcomb out. Mm-hmm. And then we brought Troy back out because that's after that's when he started singing lead with the group. And uh, so we, we brought him out in that fashion and let them sing a song with us.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And keep in mind, we also had Roger Fortner and Dale Jones. Mm-hmm. We were the two musicians with the Inspirations uh, from most of the 70s and into the 80s. And we had Jeff Talbert playing Jack Law's old bass. That's something that we've got fixed up and we use on some of our programs. So we kind of had a real close uh, version of the old Inspirations musical sound. And then we brought out the 1970s lineup with Archie, Troy, Eddie, and Mike. And they sang with that band playing, and they sang some of their biggest hits like "Touring the City," and "When I Wake Up to Sleep No More." And uh, it was just—you uh, talk about chills. And I was sitting there playing it, but it was just like I was—it was, was like I difference. was somewhere else.
0: There was electricity running. through
2: Oh it. yeah, that was one of the coolest things. And then after that, we paid tribute to Ronnie Hutchins and Martin mm-hmm. Cook and Jack Laws. We did special songs for each of them. Cause they're passed away mm-hmm. and then we brought out the lineup that uh, had archie matt melton and mike and they came out and that's the first time that group had been on a big stage that lineup of the group in years and years and it was just that was electric too and they mm-hmm. still sounded great every version mm-hmm. of the group they really mm-hmm. sounded good and i had some notes written down for the camera people as to what i was planning on doing and if you watch the video, I don't know if it'll show it, but I just took the notes and threw them off. Because once we got to that point, you know, the Lord just mm-hmm. kind of took over and uh, he kind of really touched some of the songs we did in there. I Have Not Forgotten was one. Yeah. And If You Only mm-hmm. Knew. And uh, I've just never quite been a part of a program like that. It was so special. And from then on, all of us were out there on the stage just just like a big freight train rolling through, and we just sang one after the other. But the most touching moment on it is when Archie finally slowed me down. He, he, uh, I was just going to keep going, but Archie mm-hmm. he said, "Don't you ever take a break." <laughs> and uh, that was pretty funny. And Archie talked and and really encouraged us young guys, and told the people he was proud of us. And he talked about how he found Isaac and uh, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: how Isaac had prayed about being in the group since he was a young boy. And then Archie had Isaac and well, Archie started out singing amazing grace and then had Isaac sing with him. And that was, that was probably the highlight of the whole thing Mm -hmm. Hearing all those voices that have made the inspiration sound through the years. It was just so special. And you'll, you'll hear that on the album Mm -hmm. and it's pretty well, you know, it'll be what it is. It's not perfect. There's some, things it's not perfect but i wouldn't change it you know but that'll be out at the quartet convention we're supposed to have that and uh, we're doing that reunion again at the quartet convention on saturday during the day so you can make plans on being there as well as getting a copy of the program and it'll be a lot like what we did last time i'm going to try to do some different songs but it'll be the same the same lineup is supposed to be there for that
0: Yeah. And then you guys are doing another reunion in November, right? In Jefferson, Georgia.
2: Yeah. We've got, again, this year. Yeah. We've got several reunions booked because next year will be the group's 60th anniversary. Right. So we've got a lot of reunion events planned and uh, I'm really excited about that. I always like to get those guys together and, Oh,
0: sorry. Carry on.
2: Oh, that's the one in Jefferson, Matt Dabler kind of heads that one up, but, Mm -hmm. but you know, for years, the inspirations always had Martin just, they sang whatever he played mm-hmm. and we, we kind of do that. They just sing whatever I play. So on those reunions, I'm the most stressed one up there. I promise you, I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to make sure I feature everybody the right amount of times and pick the right songs and, and uh, follow the Lord on that. So we finish the song and then they all turn and look at me and I'm just, <laughs> that's a big responsibility. But when it's all said and done, I do enjoy doing those. Yeah,
0: you do fantastic. That mm-hmm. Every one of them I've that. seen is has been perfect. I mean, from what I've seen,
2: a lot of mm-hmm. prayer goes into it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I,
2: I appreciate that.
0: So uh, we kind of forgot about our comments. Uh,
2: yeah, we, <laughs> and
0: we and we haven't even gotten through half the questions we got for you. You're
2: so popular. I've got all night. You keep them coming. I don't. <laughs> I'll answer every one of them if I can. <laughs> um, if I can't, I'll just dodge the question. <laughs> i'll let riley answer them for me
0: we'll get scott to pull in uh-huh. some questions or some comments of people watching and, and things sure and see.
1: absolutely so uh and these these started in the very very beginning of the show got some just hello and howdies. mr jp turner jr says hi guys and uh colton gridler said so excited for this episode Scotty, I like his name. Says oh, yes. hello to everyone. It's Scott and, Nolan,
0: yeah. And yeah.
1: then uh, Jason, he's supposed to be sitting by me, uh, running this thing. <laughs> but hey, I'm I'm making it so far. He mm-hmm. has a well-deserved night off tonight. And then uh, let's see. I'm I'm not going to be able to get everybody in, so y'all forgive me uh, if I don't. But look at there.
2: Nichols. oh yeah. Hello, Nichols. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's watching. And then Miss Hannah Bradford said, hello, everyone. Uh, let's see. Who else we got? I, and uh, I heard you mention Mr. Tuck. John yeah, e. Tuck. I was he talking to him. <laughs> hmm. I saw a few more names here. I think um,
0: Evan got in the comments at one point.
1: I don't really know. There we go. I found there him. Yeah,
0: there he is, yeah.
2: He Evan, was hopping you know, in for a minute. he has got a nice-looking upright base there. I see
1: in the shot back there. <laughs> he he is uh, working on his stage. We're going to get him back in here, here before too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. This is somebody local to me, uh, Mr. Jamie Turner. Uh, he runs an auction down in this area. He's getting over some hip surgery. I hope he's still watching this. This was from a while back, but I know he loves uh, Southern gospel music, and he's enjoying the show as well. Let's see here. Jamie,
2: I'd be glad to do any of that. You just send it, send me whatever you need me to do and I'll do it.
1: Look at there. All right. Uh, yeah. thank you there, brother Uh I remember Mr. Jordan. Hey uh, Jordan. S- <laughs> yeah, sung bass with the Dixie Echoes for mm-hmm. a period of time.
2: Yeah, he's one of my buddies.
1: And let's see. How about Mr. Wayne Triplett? Did that name oh, ring a bell?
2: Now that man, he is the he can sing just like Ronnie Hutchins. Okay, And he actually came to see us uh, this past weekend and he showed up uh, after we got done sound checking, he got up there and we jammed for about an hour, me, him and Isaac and Wyatt singing some of them old songs. And uh, Wayne's one of our buddies. We, we love you, Wayne.
1: Yes, sir. And pop's watching. I told hey. you he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring him on for the, uh, no solo work here yeah in this I pay
2: you the time yeah there we go <laughs> oh, steven. steven hey steven
1: is check there... this one out is there an inspiration song you would like to re-record that you have not yet love all you
2: guys yeah we've got several of those
1: i, mean, <laughs> I bet you i don't do. know if i want to don't go that road yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah
2: we, we hey. do have several of those I, I, yeah,
1: yeah. You never want to, you never want to pull out the cupboard too, bear there. But yeah, there's, a, I, I would think all inspiration fans just need to stay tuned on all things, which is that. Yeah. Never know what's coming around the bend. Mm-hmm. Um. And, I, you know, there's a few more that I missed, but thank y'all so much for watching and for um, commenting. I apologize if I hadn't gotten to you. I will while I'm talking, and I'm really enjoying this backseat a lot. But, <laughs> One thing I wanted to hit on real quick, and and you know that this is uh, this is driven toward young folks. And we've had all kind of discussion. What is a young artist and a young fan? And I don't know exactly what age hits. Um, I still see myself as semi young. um, But anyway, so I was thinking about the inspirations. And, you know, I mean, I was born in 73. So inspirations have been on the road for a little while then. But I grew up listening to uh, the groups in the 70s and early 80s. And it was amazing the impact that they had on me Uh, to the point, not only shaping my love for Southern gospel music, but um, here a while back I was working in the studio and I pulled out an old gold city song, uh, help is on the way. Uh, That was one of the songs uh, off the same album as midnight cry. And I was singing that and putting the other parts to it and playing it for someone and said, well, They liked it, but it's talking about how it seemed like real syncopated and real rhythmic, a lot of rhythm in it the way I was singing it. I wasn't singing it the way that the Gold City did. But guess why? Because a huge influence on me is the inspiration style of singing because, you know, the the rhythm, uh, you know, you don't carry a drum set. You don't need one because the singing is has has the rhythm in in the way you syncopate. And you mentioned the phrasing and how to phrase it. Yes, yeah, on purpose. And, and that influenced me. Fast forward to 2023, 50 years later from when I discovered America. And we did a poll uh, on our Southern Gospel Forward about uh, I can't remember who did it, but somebody said give you top five groups. And so I was mm-hmm. watching because I'm a analytics guy and I was running some numbers. And, you know, a lot of folks may say to reach the young folks, we need to do this or we need to mm-hmm. do that. The group that was at the top of the list of young Southern gospel fans was Inspirations. Mm-hmm. And, and so the music has, te- has lasted. It has it stood the test of time and still influencing and, and, and drawing droves and droves of young mm-hmm. folks today. And I mean, um, it, it just speaks for the power of the music, first of all, and when you do the music right, with a lot of energy, with a lot of precision, a lot of detail, committed to excellence in singing, musicianship, it appeals. And it's lasted, you know, now we're getting close to 60 years since
2: Inspiration was founded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's all on purpose. And, and the young people, they, they do like it. I've seen that mm-hmm. a lot. In fact, Avery year i never met her until this version of the group started. Yeah. And you, you heard how she fell in love with the singing. And Riley here, I've known him a lot longer, but, you know, he's really got excited about gospel music. And uh, it still works, you know. Uh, Martin always told me, he said that he wanted the inspirations music to appeal to the average guy walking down the sidewalk. Just to hear that and it sound good to him. And uh, and it have a clear sound where you can understand the words and that way you can effectively get the message across because that's what we want to do and uh, so we work on our singing and we make sure it's that same way the group's always sung you know I've uh, been in the group for several years but I've only been singing three years Mm -hmm. but I've learned I mean I've studied how to sing those parts and I told you singing along with those records that's helped me Mm -hmm. learn some of that sort of thing and uh, each one of the men that we have in the group now, they were selected to do their part. And uh, it wasn't an accident, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, all that, all that's uh, on purpose. And yep. we just want people, and our music is not a gimmick either. It's not, we're not no. trying to do the, well, let's get, let's gather around the piano and sing a song out of the red back. You know, we're right. not. that's been done a lot. And we're not trying to do that. We're just, trying to sing clear to where you can understand it and pour our hearts into the singing and keep it simple you can really you can really cover a lot of singing up when you get it too complicated but i've always felt that way yeah so
0: um oh sorry scott do you have one more thing
1: very fast and then i'm gonna pull myself back out but follow-up question so and you guys have listened to most of the inspirations uh songs through the years, so you know them anyway but when when you decide to take one um and you decide to bring it into into the set list the song list ones that you might pull out on a whim from the piano depending on the night so just curiosity but Uh, I know you guys professional I know you're used to this singing in the inspiration style, but I would guess that when you do pull one out, it takes a a little time of, of rehearsal, maybe on the bus and and a little bit of time given to those to get it just right.
2: Yeah. There's been a few of them that we all just have known and loved so much that we literally, we just sang them one time and we all knew them already. Mm -hmm. There's been several like that, but yeah, we really have to work on them. You have to be familiar with those records but what we've got in the inspirations now that more than ever is every person that's in it is the biggest fan of the group anyways. Mm -hmm. And we've sought out those records and, and, you know, talked to those older guys and and three of us traveled with those older members. Mm -hmm. I can say I've traveled with Martin and Mike and Archie and even the old bear hunter and them, you know, you, you get to learn how they do and, and what they do. But anyways, uh, yeah, we, I would say we probably got close to 300 songs we could do at random. Wow. And, uh, now we can't go out there and sell them to you at the table, but mm. we're more concerned about getting the message across and having that many songs that we can do about so many different subjects, you know, yes, some of them are about heaven. Some of them are about the blood. Some of them are about salvation. Some of them, some of them are about your Christian mom and daddy, uh, christian life or a preacher you know there's all kinds of things you can sing about and we have songs that are known as inspiration songs that can cover all those things and uh i have to really pray about it to know which direction to go and and uh, make sure i'm doing what the lord wants me to do in far as picking out the songs like the other night we sang down in mary in north carolina and the preacher joe arthur our friend joe arthur preached before we sang And he preached about heaven. And every song that I felt led to do just about was a heaven song. Mm -hmm. And that was just, you know, that's just the way, the direction that service went that night. And we did others, but most everything that night, it was all about the hope of heaven. And uh, I believe that the Lord let it go in that direction to help somebody. There was somebody there that needed that. And then there's been other nights where, We can't hardly do a song unless it's about uh, how good it is to be saved. You know, like Mm -hmm. he brought me out or uh, he broke the chains. Thank God I'm free. I have not forgotten, you know, Mm -hmm. every night's different. And we're flexible enough and have enough songs that we can sing that. And I've been, you know, we've been told that you don't want to do that. You want to sing something that you can sell. And I understand that, but. Uh, we're that ain't the main thing, you know. We're Amen. we're really trying to yep. do the songs the Lord would have us do. That's good. And Martin always said we're singing the songs the people want to hear. <sighs> and, and, you know, uh, there that's a part of it too. But uh, we really a lot of prayer and thought goes into the songs we do.
4: Yep. So I would we'll ask. Oh, oh,
0: sorry. Go ahead,
4: Riley. It, is there any songs y'all have wanted to bring back that just haven't fit y'all?
2: Oh, uh, well, there's been a few that we tried and we just didn't sound so hot on them mm-hmm. and we just haven't done them. And, and for the most part, we all pretty well agree mm-hmm. on the songs. We, there's not some that one of us just hate. There might mm-hmm. be a few, but uh, <laughs> like the Fossil Law song, I'm sure Roland mm-hmm. would be happy to never sing that again. <laughs> but we get a request for it about every week by somebody and then uh i'm trying to think uh we tried that bend the way down low one time oh wow Now Wyatt can sing that perfect he can just nail it but we never did get our parts right on it It just we couldn't make it sound like they could and so we're going to try that one eventually but just stuff like that we've we've Mm -hmm. tried stuff like that and couldn't get it to fit but uh We've even brought a few songs that's not inspiration songs, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaac went to hear the Dixie Echoes several months back and they called him up to sing. It was on a night we weren't singing and they did Glory Road, and Isaac just mm-hmm. nailed it. Sounded perfect. Sounded like Johnny Perrick up there. Of course, he loves Johnny Perrick, anyways. But we kept getting all kinds of people hounding us about singing that said, we want to hear him do that song. He did. Yeah. You, you probably started it, Riley, (laughs) but anyways, so I did it. I gave in and did it and it just really went over, but I know that song has been overdone. You know, it's just, and it's identified with the Kingsman really, Mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, every once in a while we'll do a song like that. And of course, uh, one of my favorite groups of all time and, and Wyatt's, one of his favorite groups is the singing echoes and Mm -hmm. the inspirations have done a lot of songs. They did like when I wake up to sleep no more, that Mm -hmm. came from the singing echoes. Um, When I step off on the beautiful shore, some of them songs they got from them and the Kingsman got a lot of songs from them like shouting happy and look for me at Jesus feet. A bunch of them came from the singing echoes, Mm -hmm. but um, we fell in love with a song here lately of theirs called, I'll never move away. Mm -hmm. And they, the singing echoes recorded that. Mm -hmm. So I got Wyatt and Isaac and everybody to learn that song. And when we sang at the singing echoes park a few months ago, Mm -hmm. we sang that with them and we just fell in love with it. And we've been singing it as a group ever since. And we're getting a lot of requests for that. And we'll probably Mm -hmm. end up having to record that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, there's several songs that we've tried and and just couldn't make them work. But we're not going to give up on them. Mm-hmm. Isaac is on a mission. He he says he wants to be able to sing every single song the Inspirations have ever recorded, and you know that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm.
4: A lot of mm-hmm. songs.
2: And he's I, there's no telling he could probably sing four or five hundred of them. But uh, as a group, y'all have to be on the same page, mm-hmm. right. and sometimes that's hard to do. But um. We, we've we got plenty of songs, and we're always mm-hmm. looking for more. We'd love to find some new songs. We had a young fella that's in his 20s that is in love with our style of music, and he wrote a song that we recorded. It'll be on our new album that's coming out. So uh, we're always looking for songs, old and new.
0: So, I've got a few, a couple, uh, couple more things that I was going to ask you. We're at the hour mark, so we don't want to keep you all night. I know you'd go all night.
2: Oh, I don't care. I'm,
0: the questions keep piling on, and I feel like uh, we'd, I don't just know not, that we'd just now be at hour.
2: intermission if this was a same briefers, <laughs> Yes. They're taking up the offering right now.
0: Uh, yeah, everybody go to your sponsors no. and donate. Run I like that. I come back. <laughs> um, no, uh, so. We ask the or the guests. We ask you all these questions. Do you have any questions for us as the host?
2: Oh, uh, tell me about some of them records I see behind you there.
0: Oh, this is Evans' collection. That's Evan. I. I now how I, old
2: is he, and how many records does he have?
0: He is eighteen for two more days, and I think we counted like almost two hundred records. They go all the way down here, but they're not as organized. at this row looks pretty. Mm. The other not
2: so much. I'm not even going to show you my records. They're all um, up everywhere. I
0: think it's from here to looks like about here is all inspiration.
2: I recognize. I see Wake Up in Glory, and I, I recognize the colors on several of those yeah. right there. Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: Good like eyes. We've got four copies. <laughs> that's from, of like that's from all
2: those years of looking through Goodwill bins to find the record. Yeah.
0: There you go. He was so mad I didn't put an inspiration record up there, but I couldn't pick which one to put up there. Yeah. Uh, he recently just got Cool Water. He was really, really proud of that. He's also, this is just a pitch for him. If anybody has the original first, Our Pioneer Heritage, he would love to have that one.
2: <laughs> but, he'll, uh, um,
4: he'll hard to find, but he'll get one. I found one. He can find one. Yeah. Where'd you find it, Riley? Uh, Facebook. So this guy contacted me about buying Inspirations Records, and he didn't want to sell it separately. And then all these months later, he contacted me, and he's like, well, I'll sell it now. And I was like, yeah, I'll get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that was their first record album. Mm Mm-hmm. Go and ahead there, Avery. I'm sorry.
0: We've got What a Wonderful Time of the Book. Oh, yeah. I've him that for Christmas. So he loves to read through it. If you like the Inspiration's History and you can't talk to Luke for hours, <laughs> this is a good read. It gives you a lot of information. And then I, we've got several. My row is kind of on the bottom because I go from Southern Gospel to Bluegrass. And I've got some rock and roll. And he says that the bluegrass and rock and roll can stay at the bottom. Yeah.
3: But, <laughs>
0: But yeah, got and the, I've got some other little things stuck in here. Like this is my mom's Redback Kindle. You might see me at singings with this, but this was her original. Yeah. And it's that's got. That's the
2: one she had all the people sign. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: got some amazing signatures from the 80s and 90s. So right. it's, it's a cool little. It's our little mm-hmm. Southern Gospel Records Nook. So. Yeah, that's. you want to know more about the records, Evan would have to be here to do that.
2: Yeah, you'd be amazed at how many young people are collecting these records. Oh yeah,
0: it's very popular.
2: I've hooked Mm -hmm. a few friends up with some records that I've got extras of and that sort of thing, but Mm -hmm. I'm depleting my collection.
0: (laughs) He bought four Inspiration records today at a record store. So I
2: have one of everything the Inspiration's ever recorded. Yeah. And then have all the I think I've got all the variations of the covers and I'm a nerd for that. That's awesome. And then I've got everything of the Statesman that big chief was on. Yeah. I've got everything of the Oak Ridge that Smitty Gatlin was on everything. That's great. Of, uh, the prophets quartet with big Lou. Mm-hmm. I, there's several ones I've collected. I've got everything the singing echoes did. Uh, I've got all the primitive quartets, but, uh, there's a lot of young people that are doing that. And they've been begging us to have a, uh, record on a
3: yeah,
2: our new recordings on records, and we're working on that. Yeah. We'll see what happens.
0: I know he's got all the variations of um, our inspiration, like all got, three of oh, them. Yeah, yeah, he's got all of those. I'd have to dig them out, but they're back up there. Yeah, so
2: Riley, are you collecting them too? Sorry. Yes,
4: I haven't gotten any recently, but I our pioneer heritage was the last one I got, which was back yeah, in that's May. something to be proud of. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool really really cool
1: I get to dodge a bullet
2: oh I don't know I don't know if I got a good question for you I. oh man uh, so what did you think when I was trying to mess up Isaac and Wyatt's interview what, what did I you was think great. about me <laughs> um,
1: well we were at a place and I had asked a question and Isaac started talking and I could tell something was going on And the young man was trying to do his best. You know, of course, we weren't (laughs) video. That's the great thing. It was just audio Mm -hmm. only. And we were recording for me to put on the podcast. Um, That's the thing about this. There's not much editing I'll do on this. I'll just drop this onto the podcast. But so it lasted. I didn't realize how long it lasted. Mm -hmm. But I had to cut like three and a half minutes straight. That was basically just just laughter. I mean, just it laughter. was just absolutely just uncontrollable <laughs> well, laughter <laughs> to where we could get back for him to go back into his. So it was great. But I no, I love it because I love the chemistry you guys have, and that, y'all that's enjoy what It's being like being around.
2: in a group. There, you you just have to make each other laugh, and
1: yeah, and and. And, and y'all have great chemistry and y'all enjoy being around one another. Yeah. And as far as now collectors, I don't quite have all the inspirations. I lack about, I think, three records is all I lack. Um, And one cool thing, let's see, am I pointing right? Yeah. That. I
2: love that picture. That's, that's one of my <laughs> favorite group pictures I've ever been in.
1: Well, starting with the interview with Isaac and Wyatt, every now and then I'd text them back and forth and, you know, because I collect these. I collect albums. I've got like some prints. I've got like all the singing news cards. I got the the cathedrals bus, several different pieces, but I love the pictures. I love vintage pictures. Okay. I love the new pictures. And I kept saying, Y'all gonna get a picture, y'all gonna get a picture. Last year at National Quartet Convention, mm-hmm. I was walking by the table when y'all came in and they had the new pictures. And Isaac popped it, and Roland rode on the back. It's the first one. It's oh, the first wow. one out of the pack. And well, he that's
2: a it. treasure. That's really cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So that right there, that's uh, that's in there. But
2: I tell you, we've got some pictures that we had made up for the Inspirations reunion. That's mm-hmm. got it's got that picture of them wearing the yellow suits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got uh, that, that lineup. Do you have it autographed by everybody? I did. I do. Yeah. Well, you're lucky because here Me. I work for him, and I don't even have that. So oh. I was so busy uh, doing stuff and signing everybody else's. I I meant to save one back for me. So,
1: hey, let me tell you about that, brother. That day after y'all got through and came to the table,
2: it was. That was wild,
1: and yeah. I'm getting elbowed, pushed, and kicked, and I'm looking around, and it's a lot of gray-headed folks. You know what I'm saying? They were serious. Now they
4: were. Just, it was a mob at that table. I got table. slammed to the wall,
0: and I was like, "Whoa!"
4: Yeah, I was stuck behind mountain for like ten minutes. Yeah,
0: I finally pushed my way up so I could get one of those pictures.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's. I'm glad people like us. That that yeah. makes you feel good. But yeah. it's. It was wild. It was and great. I hope, I hope it works out. It we. We've got it set for the Saturday of convention this time. and Yes. And uh, I don't know if we can top the first one, but we'll, <laughs> we'll go again at it. Yes, sir.
0: So um, last thing we kind of ask everybody is uh, what's some encouragement or some advice you could give to young fans of the music? You know, as a young Christian, most of the times in your social circles and places you go, there's not many people like you out there. So what's some encouraging words or some advice you could give to to kids like that and young adults and, and on
2: up, you know? Yeah. Well, you, you need to work on what you do and get as good as you can at it. Uh, Just because if God's give you that talent, you want to do that the best you can anyways, whether he lets you use it on a big platform, like what we do or not. And uh, that's when I was a young kid, I just, I like to play music, but I wasn't aspiring to go out and play in front of a bunch of people. I just love to do it. But the Lord gave that to me, and then he gave me a large platform to be able to do that for a lot of people. So uh, focus in on trying to work on what you do and, and do it to the glory of God. Amen. And if he wants you Amen. to be able to do this, he'll make a way for that to happen.
3: Absolutely. And, uh,
2: you can look at each of the inspiration stories, how we got with the group, and each of them is a different way. Me, it just kind of fell into my lap. I, Martin, I don't even know how Martin knew I played anything but piano because he asked me to come play guitar. So, I, I mean, I know that was a God thing. But, you know, I just, a guy asked me to get up on stage and play a song on the piano, and because I was interested in it and was working on it and trying to get good at it, I did that and and did okay and uh, the inspirations noticed me and that led to me being in the group. Now Isaac, Isaac saw the inspirations when he was six years old and he told his dad, I want to do that someday. And his mom told him to pray about that and and, uh, the Lord would give you the desires of your heart. And Isaac prayed every day, you know, prayed and prayed. And then the Lord allowed him to do that, you know. Now, something cool about that, I think probably the last part Isaac would have wanted to do was to sing tenor. So that's that's kind of the way the Lord works. You know, he let Isaac do it, but he had to do it God's way. You know, he's singing tenor with us, and he never would have thought he was a tenor singer. And now I think he's the best that's out there.
3: Yeah. And,
2: uh, now, Wyatt, his story, he, was, he sang with his favorite group of all time, the Chuck Wagon Gang but he was looking at making a change and maybe doing some more ministry kind of thing. And then he got the opportunity to come into the inspirations and really liked how ministry driven that was. And uh, of course, Roland Martin had his eye on Roland for years and years and Roland always loved the inspirations, but didn't have an opportunity for a lot of years, but was always making himself available. And finally, he got the chance to do it. So, those are four totally different ways that people got into this group. But every one of it was a God way. Mm-hmm. Nobody came up and said, "Well, I want to audition and and I think you should put me in this group because I want to do it."
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It was a it was a God thing with each of them. So, any young person, just work on what you can do and and try to get as good as possible on it and stay close to the lord that's the main thing yep don't uh, don't think that what we do is some glamorous thing it's just mm. i'm just a normal person you know i every one of us you know this is not some glamorous thing that you should look forward to doing just so you can be on stage and be in front of a lot of mm. people because because of what we sing about you have the opportunity to really help a lot of people and touch. Yes. I think a lot of people, they fall in love with this music and they want to do it and they love the sound of it. They, the, it touches them. They love that feeling they get from them. But once you finally get an opportunity, once the Lord gives you an opportunity, you need to realize now that I'm in this, I can really do the, do a lot of good with this. I can reach a lot of people and I'm on a platform and The better I can do, the bigger that platform can get and I can reach even more people. So I hope that's the kind of thing you're looking for there. That's from my heart. That's good. But I never, never asked to be in this group and it just, it just happened. But I'm so thankful that the Lord gave me this opportunity. And something else I did when I was 14 years old, I got saved uh, right around my 12th birthday and when I was 14 years old, I started teaching some friends of mine at my high school, how to sing harmony. And we would sing at our breakfast table at the high school every morning. And our friends started calling us the band table singers. Yes. Cause that was our breakfast table. It was the mm-hmm. band table. And that was purely for fun. That was just because we loved it. And we had no dreams of trying to take that and do anything. And, the Lord has blessed that too, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, we don't make a dime for that. And it's just purely because we love it. And, uh, if you love it, you know, find a way to do it. And the Lord may give you a big audience to sing for, or you may just sing for yourself and it'd be a blessing to you and maybe mm-hmm. a few friends. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's something else I've done. And we, every now and then we still get together and sing. Mm-hmm. and The Lord has kept the joy in that and in the inspirations for me all these years.
0: Wonderful. Well, Riley, Scott, you guys have anything else? I think I've pretty much got everything. There's Mm -hmm. so many questions. I don't think we'll ever get to all of (laughs)
1: them. Don't really have anything else to ask real quick. I do want to uh, do a couple of little promos um, and this does involve the inspirations and the CNT promotions. Uh, They have Songfest coming into Coleman, Alabama in 2023. This year, it will be October the 5th at Temple Baptist Church. That's That's in Coleman. Um, We're going to have the Mark Trammell Quartet and the Inspirations. Going to start at 7 p.m. And uh, no tickets. You don't have to buy a ticket. You're going to take up a love offering. So uh, if you're in the. Central to North Alabama area, or goodness gracious, that's driving distance from Georgia, Tennessee, and mm-hmm. Mississippi. Come on I'm over
0: advertisements to Savannah, Tennessee, Sunday for it because it's mm-hmm. you
1: know, yeah. So, I'd uh, like for y'all to come out and support that, and then you know, definitely would love for you to visit the inspirationsquartet.com. You can check out the tour schedule. Uh, You can purchase their merchandise and we'd love for you to support them. And if you're interested in uh, having the inspirations come uh, to your church or your venue, there'll be booking information on that website as well, because we want y'all to support these guys. And last thing, and we've got a few minutes as we wind down, but I'm going to do what I did um, on some of the other ones. I've got two vouchers and they're good for two tickets each to Sunday night at the National Quartet Convention. That's coming September 24th, and we're getting close. These have got to be taken by the 20th. So if you would like a voucher for two free tickets to the National Quartet Convention on Sunday night, September 24th, if you'll just type NQC uh, in the comment sections, I'll take the first couple uh, folks that type in NQC in the comment sections, and I'll get with you and send you some vouchers.
0: Yeah, and uh the inspirations are performing on Sunday mm-hmm. night. So if you it's- love the inspirations, there you go. Free ticket to Quartet Convention to see them. You probably
2: know the schedule better than I do. I know we're <laughs> doing a lot of singing there.
0: I just know the nights I'm going, so yeah,
2: we're excited about the Quartet Convention.
1: Mm-hmm. And real quick, I've got two the first two names that I saw come up and I know sometimes these hit differently. Um Let's see. Let me see how I do this. I've got Eunice Decker-Slocum.
2: Oh, that's Mm -hmm. our friend from Michigan.
1: Excellent. So I'll send her Mm -hmm. a message and John McCallie. Yeah. So I'll send y'all two messages, uh, Eunice and John. And again, I apologize. You may see these things pop up a little differently, but I have to take it just as it comes Mm -hmm. up on my little feed here. So that's the two that I got. Thank you all so much for
2: participating.
0: Well, Luke, do you have anything else you want to add or anything else you wanted to ask?
2: I appreciate you you all having me on here. And, of course, Mm -hmm. you all are two of my favorite friends I've met through the inspirations. And, Scott, I appreciate you having me on here, and I hope I can get to know you better. And I guess I'll see you at the Quartet Convention probably.
1: I'll see. You. I'll make a point to talk. I uh, yeah. I uh, I'd love to get you know, to know you more. I love your personality. I love your laid-back spirit, and and it's just obvious that God's hand is upon you. Uh, that you're shining His light through you in 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 your humility and your countenance. And I just appreciate I appreciate the way that you give an example for all of our young folks to follow. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah.
2: And I thank you for having something on your heart for the young folks and uh, helping to encourage them through your program here. I really like what you're doing and I want to help you. Thank you. And, uh, any young people, I you know, I'd love for you to come up and talk to me at singings and love to help you any way I can and be an encouragement to you. And I'll ask one more thing. If you'll pray for the inspirations, when you listen to us, listen to us singing. If you listen to a recording or see a video of us, just think of us and pray for us if you don't mind, because we sure, we can always use that. You know, you might be, laying at home and watching a video of us. And then we're beating up and down the road trying to get mm-hmm. somewhere and we need your prayers. So we sure appreciate that. Yes. You got it.
0: Yeah, well, that's all I've got on the agenda. So if you guys are good, I think we can mm-hmm. tell the folks good night. And thanks for hanging out with us. I think this is our longest episode we've had. And we were actually on yeah. time.
2: Did I beat Trevor's? You length?
0: beat Trevor. Yeah. You got an hour and 21 I- I minutes. I
2: heard he talked a lot. <laughs> well, I'm just—he's <laughs> my buddy.
1: We did good. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for uh, coming on with us, brother. I'll go ahead and play us
2: out. See you. See
0: you.